Welcome to the Women Unveiled podcast. I'm your host, Erica Etienne. On this show, I have real conversations with women who remove their masks and share uncut and unfiltered stories of faith, redemption, sacrifice, and more. No subject or story is off limits. It's my belief and my testimony that God is a redeemer. Nothing we experience is a waste. The Lord can use everything you've gone through for your good and His glory. Each week, you'll learn about God's faithfulness, the truth of His power, and how He is present in every trial, just as He promises. So whether you're a new believer or a seasoned saint, you'll be encouraged, empowered, and equipped to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Let's get into this next story. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I'm really excited about my guest today. It's Ingrid Lamore Thomas, who is a personal stylist and image consultant who I'm just pleased to be connected to. I want to give you a little bit of background before her and I jump into our conversation. Ingrid is a six-time Amazon bestselling author and an international motivational speaker. She's a competent strategist and image consultant who helps professional women boost their confidence by looking fabulous and chic on the outside while feeling great on the inside so they can show up bolder, feel empowered, go after what they want, and fulfill their wildest dreams. Ingrid also proudly runs her nonprofit organization served by her homeland, Haiti, and her community in Florida. Its mission is to provide services to children and families from low socioeconomic communities. Ingrid is a survivor and thriver. She is also a giver, a prayer warrior, a servant leader, and a carrier of hope and encouragement to everyone around her. And if I should say so myself, I believe her joy is unmatched. (laughs) And so when you reach or have a chance to talk with her being her presence, you'll be instantly captivated. So Ingrid, thank you so much for coming today. Thank you so much, Erica. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here. Yes. So I want to jump in and talk about your story. I mean, first of all, you have an amazing story as is. And I know over the last year or so, you have walked through some territory that wasn't a part of the game plan, right? Your life plan. (laughs) And so I wanted to connect with you and chat because I thought that people could really be blessed, not only just by what you went through, but how you've handled it and what you've been doing on the back end. So the floor is yours. Can you kind of just give us some insight into you and what's been going on in your life? All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for asking for this question. And again, thank you for having me. Well, it's, you know, we always say, where do we start? <laughs> right? Well, it's, uh, it's been a year and a half since I fell ill and my life has completely drastically changed. Last week marked one year since I completed chemotherapy. And by the grace of God, I'm here. I'm a survivor and I'm a thriver. And But just to give you some background and how I came, had to go through chemotherapy and why, I had to go to a doctor's office, doctor's appointment a year and a half ago. That was at the end of 2020. And went to the doctor for a second opinion because they had found a cyst in my ovaries. And just went there. First time I've seen the doctor, wanted to know, can you give me a second opinion? Because another doctor already told me what they saw. I wanted to get somebody else's point of view. And I, while, I, while I was at the doctor's office, after I was done with the consultation, I was about to leave. And 
I started feeling sick. I felt, you know, sharp pain and I was screaming. And they were saying, what's wrong with you? I said, I don't know. I was screaming. I couldn't sit anymore. I couldn't walk. They put me on the, in the bed, in the womb to lay down. I couldn't lay down. I was screaming, top of my lung. But when the doctor came back, he said, okay, it's been 15 minutes. You've been screaming nonstop. We cannot keep you here anymore. Thank God the doctor's office is attached to a hospital. So they wheeled me to the hospital. And the whole way I'm screaming. and. Then they took me for x-ray and then they found out that my whole abdomen had internal bleeding Mm. and rushed me to emergency surgery. So, and from emergency surgery, when I came out of surgery, that's when they they told me, announced to me that I was, that they saw ovarian cancer. So I never knew that it was there. Until after surgery. Wow. And, yeah. And, and it just happened so quick. It was a shock. I went to a doctor's office and I didn't come back home until 10 days later. Mm. When, I, when they tell you when you leave home, pray, I've got to cover you <laughs> because you never know what's going to happen. But had I not been at that doctor's office, I probably would not be here because my body would have gone to septic shock because internal bleeding, I would have probably thought that it was just a stomach pain and take maybe a couple of times and all because I would have been home by myself at that time. Mm. Or the second scenario, if I had already left the doctor's office, I would have been driving. Wow. And I was just about to leave. So imagine me driving with that sharp pain. I would probably, you know, hit someone, kill someone, kill myself, you know, all of that. And, but I, I thank God that he put me at the right place at the right time where I can get assistance. So to go back to the, the, the surgery, it was stage one when they found it. And all through this whole, and it's all testimonies back to back because no, I'm finding out after that ovarian cancer, they call it the silent killer. Mm. There's no symptoms. By the time you find it, it's usually stage three, stage four. And here I am going to the doctor for completely no awareness of it. And then they found it and they removed it at stage one. Mm. Only God. And, but my body went through a shock, of course, because I didn't know. And then finished with the, I had the had, had hysterectomy, hysterectomy right then and there, everything because they, they didn't want to take a chance. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm good. Okay, they're done with that. I'm going home to recuperate from the surgery. When I went back Wait, for follow-up. Hold on. Before you tell me about the follow-up, I have a, I mean, first and foremost, that's a lot. And semi-traumatic because yeah. you, you were going for, I assume, a routine doctor's appointment. That was, well, not routine, follow-up, follow second, up. Opi- second yeah. opinion, mm-hmm. but not with the expectation that that was the kind of news. So first of all, thank God that you had the insight and the, and the prompting of the Holy Spirit to say, no, nah, let me go get some more info, yes. you know, because if you didn't, who knows how much longer you would have walked around with that before you had, you know, answers. Yes. So when you got the diagnosis, 
What was your response to that? How did you feel hearing that news? <laughs> Again, shocked. Mm. Because it was the next day waking up from surgery, and that's what the doctor came in to tell me. Mm. And I said, What do you mean? Like, I was not, there was, I mean, you're never ready for that kind of news, but especially when you don't know that your daddy was there. So I asked him, What do you mean? He said, Yeah. Mm. But it was stage one we removed it. You know, you know, doctors, it's routine for them. But I said, well, but hold on. What do you mean? You know, and they say, well, that's what we found. And because the thing is with the cyst, that's, it, they said it looked, there was, it was, it was kind of funny looking. They were not sure about it. That's why they say go to another doctor for a second opinion. But, they, but I went to an oncologist because they wanted to make sure. Mm. But not knowing that's what they were going to find out, really. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't big. It wasn't nothing that was, like, hurting. That's what they were saying. Like, Did, were, are you in pain? I said, no. I just I just want to make sure I follow up. Mm. There was no pain. The only pain that I found was when when the, I had the internal bleeding. So, the, But they said it burst. It burst while I was in the doctor's office. <clears throat> wow. And yeah, so when they told me, I was so shocked. And I said, you know, I just said, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Go. What am I about to go through here? What just happened to my body? You know, and I never expected that word. <laughs> and I thought they were just going to send me home to recover from surgery. Yeah. Thinking that they remove a cyst. Mm -hmm. So, and so you said after surgery, you thought it was over. Yeah, I thought I was going then, home. Now I'm going, I'm going home to recover. And then when I went back, I said, oh, yeah, you need to go through chemo. I said, what? I thought you said you remove everything. And they said, no, but we need to still do chemo because you never know. Cancer cells, one can be hidden. We, we might have missed something. So you have to go to chemo. Mm. Ooh. And there was no way around it. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm someone... Especially that it was 2020. That was in November 2020. And that whole year, I was going through a whole health journey. I was, because I was going through hyperthyroid mm. that year, which I treated, of course, by the grace of God, but with natural treatment, natural supplements within six months, my thyroid went back to normal. So, I know I was going, I mean, I was focusing on my health. I was doing good. My doctor was telling me, my God, Ingrid, you did great. You, you did this for yourself. I didn't give you medication. So I knew I was on uh, a good path health-wise. Yeah. So when I, when I heard this, I, when I realized I'm the one who went to the doctor to check, to the gynecologist and to check myself. Nobody told me to go check anything. When the gynecologist asked me, are you okay? I said, well, I just want to check stuff. I haven't seen you in a year or so. Can I just have an ultrasound to make sure everything is good? I'm the one who asked the doctor. All this, if I didn't ask the doctor, where would I be today? And then that's when it came about. When I went to the doctor and then they saw the system, they said, well, we're not too sure about the what, what it, how it looks. Let's send you to a specialist. So that's how it all <laughs> that thing but then but then yes like after the doc you know went came back from the hospital and then they said well you need surgery you need you need a chemotherapy mm -hmm. 
So me going through all this natural health journey and stuff for the whole year, I was like, oh, no, I'm not doing chemotherapy. No. Mm. Oh, this thing is poison. I'm going to find some, you know, healthy, you know, natural way to do it. I did it with my thyroid. I can, I mean, I'm I'm just like, no, I'm going to go some research and stuff. But then my, my, my doctor said, Ingrid, you are young. You are healthy. You just went through a thyroid, a hyperthyroid journey. Within six months, your thyroid went back to normal levels. You can do this, Ingrid. Mm. Don't let chemo scare you. You've already been on a health journey. You know what to do. You know what to eat. You know what supplements to take. You, you can go through chemo. Oh, I had to go on my knees, on my face with God. I said, God, you got to give me peace here. I don't have peace. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing chemo. But at the same time, too, I don't want to leave this earth. Not one day <laughs> earlier than what, I'm, what, you, what you assigned me. To, because you assigned me here for a purpose. Yeah. I don't want to leave earlier than I'm supposed to. So tell me what to do here because I'm torn. I don't know. Because, uh, again, this is nothing that I was, that you knew about, that you were getting ready for. This is all within a month. You know, I actually studied chemo, yeah, about a month later. Mm-hmm. So it was within a month that I'm doing all this stuff. How do you handle this? Yeah, and that's my question for you. Is how So you handled it through pay, prayer? Prayer. Prayer and and you got your answer. Of- I got my answer. I got peace, and uh, you know I found peace. I said okay, and then that's when I, after that, that's, that's after that, my doctor told me since, and I, I called her, my primary care. Mm-hmm. I have a great relationship with her, thank God. And uh, she said, Ingrid, I know you'll be okay. I said, How do you know that? She said, I've seen you gone through this this whole year. You, you are the type of person who can push through this. Don't let it scare you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, everybody that you see going through chemo, he's on a jog. You've seen it. You, I'm like, man, am I really ready for this? And then and I said, okay. God gave me peace. I'm doing this. And, you know, because she's, and I went through it. Went through Almost five months of chemo. Wow. Yeah. And people don't really know how rough that can be. A couple of things that you mentioned that I want to highlight before I have you say more is self-advocacy is so important. Just being an advocate for your own health care. I mean, no one is going to care about your life more than you you know, besides God himself, but no one can advocate for you like you can advocate for you. And so I really commend you for just being that forward about your health. You know, let me go check out this. Let me get these things back into shape. I'm all about natural remedies too. So I feel you, you know, I talked to you about my mom. That was one of my things to her. Like, do you really have to do this? There's natural ways to, you know, but that's because it's kind of scary. Like you said, I, I've seen it mm. and it looks rough. The other thing that you mentioned was the importance of getting peace from the Lord about what you're going to do concerning your health care. Yes. And I think that we all should do that. 
you know, because there's so, there's so much going on. Just let, like, we, we say he's our great physician, but we really need to consult him so he can tell us what, what to do. But then the third thing you mentioned is the great relationship that you have with your doctor. And I think that is a great move as well. And it's a part of that self-advocacy. Like if you have a physician that doesn't support your methods or won't consult with you about what you're thinking through, I think it's time to get a new doctor. So I'm glad to hear your doctor was encouraging and advising you and not just dismissive. You know, she she could have just pushed you off, but I love hearing that she was encouraging. So you went through five months of chemo. How was that for you personally? It was, oh, wow. Like you said, chemo is not a joke. Chemo is rough. Chemo, although it could have been worse for me, I still felt the brunt of it. When I say it could have been worse, because, of course, your perspective, your relationship with God, those things, it, it, we don't we say it, but it, it's real. When you When you hold on to God, hold on to his unchanging hands for him to walk you through stuff, it's real. So going through it, I took every advice that the doctors gave me, the nurses gave me, I wrote them down and I followed them. I followed every every routine they told me to do. Every, I mean, like down to every, every time you, after you eat, wash your teeth. Even down to that, I did it because chemo affects your teeth. And went through neuropathy. Oh, neuropathy was not my friend. When doctors were giving me medication that gave me hallucination. Mm-hmm. I would sit down and I feel like my head is on top of, in the ceiling wow. because he was trying to treat the neuropathy. But then those medications have side effects. And I was like, I took it once. I said, no more. I'm not mm-hmm. taking things. But it was when you started to, to look at yourself with no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no hair, and you start going through body image issues. You start feeling, oh my God, they're like, I am looking so thin. Like I realized now that how thin I was, but I thought I was I, I was saying I, I was thin. It's not that I realized how thin I was, but just to see that that everything you wear is like baggy. You can't eat. Anything you put in your mouth doesn't taste good. You can't eat. The water you can't drink. Like everything you try. Mm. So it's 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 rough on your body. It's like if you don't have the 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 mental, the fortitude, the mental toughness, the the, the grace of God with you, there's no way this thing doesn't take you out. And even then it's rough. It's nothing that I'm not saying that I mean, you can go through it just because you pray and that's all. That's a huge part, but you're going to feel it. You, you, you know, in this body, you feel it. So chemo was rough. Chemo was like everything that they said, everything you've seen chemo is. But at the same time, 
chemo was not as bad on me as it was on others. Mm-hmm. And I can explain, in a, you know, if uh, I don't want to go too, 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 too. No. So how did this impact your, your walk with God? Were there any changes in your relationship with God through this process? You know what I never asked God? I never asked God why. And I realized I never said why. This is what I remember I said to God. I said, give me the strength, Father God, to go through this. It's, it's inevitable. It's already in front of me. Give me strength. And show me what to do. Show me how to handle this. And I remember, and I wrote it down, and I recorded it so I could remember today. I remember clearly God tell, told me. He was showing me the, the, the hope. Like he gave me hope. He said, for where are you going to be after this? Mm. And I kept hearing hope. I kept hearing hope after this, hope. And to the point where my word for 2021, it was two words. It was upward and onward. And it was upward with hope and and, and forward with vision. And I remember, and I kept holding on to it, upward and forward, upward and forward. And then I kept, and I saw, and I'm like, okay, I see myself. He said, everything that you wanted to do is still going to happen. Just go through this. It's going to happen. And I held on to hope. I held on to hope for dear life. Yes. I just held on to hope. You know, it was, it's nothing that I, it's something that I've done myself, you know, like I've held on to hope and I never let go. You know, mm. I've had my work day. I've, I mean, I've cried. I've all of those stuff, but I never let go of hope. Wow. Never. Wow. And and I'm sure that played a major part in you being able to get through this. And so hopefully nobody missed the part that this happened to you at the end of 2020, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we we were in the midst of the pandemic. Don't I mean we're months into it by this point, but still a whole bunch of uncertainty, things that you know, no one knows how this is going to go or, you know, so how was that being that, that we were isolated, you, you going through chemo, which makes your immune system susceptible to mm-hmm. everything. Yes. So how was that? Yes. That's so funny that you mentioned that because when I tell people my story, I always said, and by the way, I was going to the hospital dodging COVID. <laughs> All of this trying to dodge COVID. <laughs> wow. So and yeah, like it was so early in the whole process that we didn't really know what this thing was. Imagine that was when we were by the time you get home, you you take your clothes, put in the washer. <laughs> <laughs> wash your hands. You wash your hands, you, you wash every grocery, everything. everything, all the produce, because you mm-hmm. didn't know there was no vaccine. There was nothing in the in the in the horizon. Yeah. And even that even started when I was diagnosed with hyperthyroid. It was March 2020. That's oh. when the, 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 the um, pandemic started. Yeah. So I was already going to the doctor's office all through those months in 2020. Wow. Trying to resolve what's going on with my thyroid, dodging COVID. 
Mm. And I remember then I was saying, man, this diagnosis is a blessing in disguise because I am focusing on my health. I have become my best health advocate. I, I mean, I've done my research and I've found out all these great natural supplements. Little did I know when I was saying this diagnosis was a blessing in disguise, <laughs> Mm. I didn't even know what I was saying when I was saying it because he was getting me ready because I was going to this beast. <laughs> I was going to be facing with this beast of chemo. Mm. But because I had all this stuff that I was already taking, it helped me. It helped me. And when I told my doctor what kind of supplements I take, what kind of vitamins I take, because they gave me a list of vitamins to take. And I said, oh, I already take these every day. And he said, you take these every day? I said, yes. He said, I don't have to worry about you. I said, really? Tell me more about that. Because, I mean, I found, literally found these things online. And he said, if you're taking these, that means you, first of all, you have discipline. You, you, you focus on, on your, you really do focus on your health. And you're going to be fine through chemo. That's the oncologist telling me this. Mm. So, yes, yeah, so dodging COVID <laughs> while I'm going through chemo with a weakened immune system, I'm wearing two masks. Even now, people don't wear masks, mostly, most places. I know, right? I still wear my mask because it wasn't just a year. It was literally a year ago that I was, I had this, you know, hit with, with chemo. So my immune system has been compromised. Yeah. The stuff that people can afford to do, I cannot because I got to still make sure I'm good. It's you like know? a five-year window, right? Or something like that. Like I'm going to find out actually tomorrow. Oh, okay. that I have my one-year follow-up tomorrow. So I'm going to find out how we move forward, how I'm doing and how we move forward. I feel good. And I know I look good. Everybody tell me, you look yes, good. Yes, you look good. fabulous, ma'am. <laughs> yes, but how do I feel inside? I feel good inside too, but this is going to reflect on my labs. And, and I know I know God got me, you know, I'm not, I'm not going there scared. Oh, yeah. But it, 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 it was one of the things that was just hanging on my head, over my head. You, I cannot afford COVID. My doctor tells me, my nurses tell me every time you cannot afford COVID. Be very careful where you go. Be very careful how you interact with. And, and another, another thing too, nobody could come see me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, you can have, have visitors and <laughs> it was a weird nobody's time. coming over. Yes, nobody's coming. To help you, to care oh, for you. Oh, it was just the me and my husband. Like. Yeah. Yes, it was just me and my husband. And my husband is a truck driver. He goes over the road. Yeah. So when he's, when he, when he, you still have, life goes on, you still have to go to work. So he comes home when I'm going to chemo. He stays mm -hmm. home for a whole week or a week and a half, making sure, because after chemo, it takes you a few days to get back. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm strong again, he leaves. And then my my best, best friends, they were like the, the only two people that could really be around. Mm -hmm. And they had to be careful since they were nurses. So I noticed they were, they were, you know, careful at work and stuff. So they would have to be super careful because of me, because they come around me. Yeah. So it was something, you know, wow. it wasn't just that it was dealing with everybody, everything what everybody else is dealing with. I had to go through it myself, even, even a heightened sense of you know, um, awareness because of what I'm going through. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I, 
I want to know. So one of the things that you shared with me is that it's important to you to convey to women that they don't have to look like what you've been through. So we talk about this rough, you know, surprising diagnosis, which could have wrecked you, sent you into spiraling into depression. Mm -hmm. It could have. Um, You went through chemo, which is brutal physically, Mm -hmm. you know? So how have you stayed, you know, connected to this, this mindset to say, you know, I don't have to look like what I've been through and, and how are you conveying that to others? Yes. Well, you know, when I said, aside from prayer, of course, when I said that, aside from taking care of my body, I realized that, you know, I've always loved fashion and how I dress, but I realized just putting on lipstick, just putting on my earrings, just putting on a nice blouse or a nice dress, or with my bald head, I would just put a, 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 a scarf, wrap it up like an like a, uh, African queen, you know? And just those little touches, they seem little. I realized how they affected me. I realized how I started feeling like I can just put, keep my, you know, keep my head up. Because like I said, that going to chemo, you deal with body image issues. But then I realized, wait a minute. This, I know it's external, but it is, it does have an effect from, from, from the inside. Because just doing this, I felt like I said, you know what? No, I don't have to look like what I'm going through, you know, what I've been through or what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I don't have to. Because this really kind of like lifts your spirit. Aside from your praying, aside from being so interesting, hopeful, and encouraged, but this lifts my spirit too. Mm-hmm. So that's why I wanted to convey to women: no matter what you are going through, no matter what you've been through, you 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 don't have to look like it. You know, and it can be as simple as uh, lipsticks. It can be as simple as a pair of earrings. In Queen, just keep your head up high, and put a smile on your face. It's gonna be all right. It's going to be all right. And I love that you point out that it honestly, that's about making yourself feel good. It's not to gain the attention of anyone or to put on a facade, but it made you feel good to dress yourself up. It boosted your confidence and your self-esteem to feel put together, Mm -hmm. you know, and to not feel, but to be put together. So I love that. If you could give advice to someone who has gone through a similar journey or who has had their life completely interrupted like you did, what is it that you would tell them? Oh, wow. I would tell you, number one, hold on to God's unchanging hands. I had to tell that to a fellow thriver, thriver sister, warrior sister, um, survivor sister this week, who have been in remission for 13 years and she got the diagnosis again. Mm. And I had to tell her, just hold on, sis. Hold on to God's hands. He will hold on to you as well. Just hold on. Find hope. Find, you know, talk to God. It's not just saying it. It's, it, it's real. You, you don't have to have a lengthy prayer. Just help. 
I need you, Lord. And he will be there for you. Just focus on your, you getting better. Have the mindset, I will get through this. And I remember I used to tell myself going through chemo, I said, this is only a moment in time. Mm. This is not my future. And I never let go of those words. This is not my future. This is only a moment in time. Hold on to those kind of words. You will get through it. You will get through it. You will have your down days. You will have your down time. You will have your tough days. But queen, get right back up. Get back up. Bounce back. There is hope after this trial. There is hope. You listen to my voice right now, wherever you are. It's a sign that there is hope. A year ago this week, I ended chemotherapy with no eyebrows, no eyelashes, no hair. Thin. Drastically thin. Didn't know where I was going. You could tell I was sick. But here I am a year later. By the grace of God, this is me today. Everything. I have my eyebrows. I have my eyelashes. My hair is going back. That's hope. Mm. Those are signs of hope. Hold on to hope. It's going to be all right. Hold on to hope. Never give up. It's going to be all right. I love it. And my last question for you is, why do you think it's important to unveil and share your story? Ooh. Well, it is so important to share your story. It is very important to unveil because our story, it's the, I call it the blueprint for somebody else's, for somebody else's life. It's the blueprint for somebody else's breakthrough. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's showing others that if she can go through this, I can go through it too. It's to show others that you don't give up. Don't give up. It's so important. I know for me, when I went through it, I, didn't, I wasn't on social media. I completely, you know, stayed off social media. I had, I'm a motivational speaker, so I had some speaking engagements, but it was also all virtual. I would put on my lipstick, like as I was saying, I would put on my wig and nobody even knew that I was going through chemo as I'm sitting there talking until I mentioned it on, the, on, that, on, on that talk. So hold on to hope. Continue doing what, doing what you love. Because it's important to share what you're going through so others can see. I didn't do it on social media as much. But now I'm sharing with others the me last year and the me this year. So that was the type of assignment that God gave me. Some people show it as they go through it. I didn't. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's even, it's, one, I know it's powerful as well because you can see me literally a year apart. So I know that it's very important to share and because someone else is waiting 
for that, for you, what you went through, so they know there's hope. You can say it, but you are showing that there is hope. Thank you. Welcome. Well, I want to thank you for joining today. Your story is powerful. You're powerful. I'm grateful that you blessed us with with hearing from you and giving us just the encouragement to hold on to God's unchanging hand. I know I will. I feel super encouraged talking to you. So thank you. Welcome. Thank you. You guys can get Ingrid's contact and social media info in the show notes. Make sure you connect with her, watch her reels. They're amazing. And get, get your whole image together.